live, but you can hear me. Peace to Neptune Tarot. New Neptune Tarot. Peace, peace, peace. Yeah, I didn't do a um I didn't do the pre the pre schedule because I had some issues with that yesterday. So I figured I'd just go right into it. So, you know, I guess there was no real alert or anything like that. So I'm just gonna wait until one of you say we hear you. We can hear you. Alright, so just let me know. Peace, precious mom. Precious mom. We hear you. Thank you, kindness. I need to get a um, stand. I'm always holding these phones and stuff. Give thanks because she had, You see what happened yesterday. <laughs> I need to get a stand. Uh, not a stand. A tripod. Actually, I do have one, but I left it in Nigeria. And, uh,. I figured I'd have one there and have one have one here, but I just never I just never got another one. So I need to get a, a um, North American uh, phone slash iPod stand because uh, my Nigerian one ain't doing me no good right now, huh? You know, but um, yeah, real quick, this one's gonna be the right time. It's going to be the right time. We're not going to do an hour-long segment. As you can see, I'm not uh, outside yet. Uh, I've been up working, so uh, the time just caught caught me, you know. So uh, I, I said, ah, I'm not going to really have time to go out uh, by 6.30. So I figured just, uh, just do it. Just do it right now. But anyway, good dawning, everyone. Good dawning. Uh, welcome to the day. Welcome to you, of course, and um, y'all know me, y'all know I'm cheeky, yeah, you know, it says it right on the, the channel thing anyway, but um, real quick, like I said, I'm not going to be long, you know, I'm kind of continuing a thought, you know, even though we're commanding the day, in many senses, it's like, it's a command of the season, right, because there's a continual thread that I'm I'm kind of like just following, but I guess really giving a little bit at a time so as not to inundate you with um, too much to have to really follow. So that's why I said I really need to make them shorter and, and more concentrated so that way you're not just, it just doesn't become a 6 a.m. class because that was never the intention. You know, but um, belief, belief, faith, faith and trust, man. Something I want you to take a, a look at today. And I know hopefully you've been being able to, to take a look at all the things that I've been citing as we've been going willfully. But um, if not, you know, one of the important things that is important to kind of look at, and I, I share this. I shared this recently, I think with, it was either with our, our new members or it might have been in a podcast, it might have been a little bit of both, you know, sometimes they blend in a little bit for me, but um, one of the things I shared was that a lot of the wishes that we tend to put out into the atmosphere get fulfilled by lower order archetypes, and then eventually we end up becoming... Uh, enslaved to those archetypes, you know, through the constant thought that we have to constantly pay tribute, whether it be through prayers, if you're a praying type of person, you know, or offerings or just, you know, continual attention. Um, because sometimes we think whoever gives us what we want, good doing and change, change. Um, whoever gives us what we want must be some sort of supreme being. Peace, Baba Anwar. You know, um, I'm sorry. I'm distracted by a mango slither. <laughs> the whole time I've been doing this and trying to work it around, you know, but, uh, it is what it is. It's early, you know, but, um, 
Yeah, so <clears throat> what happens is a lot of times we're putting things out into the atmosphere. And, you know, I think I had shared recently, you know, so many of your devices are what they call smart devices now. What are they picking up? They're picking up what you put out in the atmosphere. You know, what you what you say, you know, I, I want to eat a mango. Let's just say I say that. And I say that on this video. And the next thing I know, I go to my mail account and the advertisement on the side is for fresh, juicy mangoes, you know. Um, and, it, hey, is, is, is this listening to me? Is my phone listening to me? Yeah, we... Like I said, we pretty much cracked it at this point. We pretty much know that the devices are listening. Um, and I think I shared it on a Sabat call. I don't, I don't think it was a it was a podcast, now that I, I think about it. But, you know, I just spoke about, you know, real quickly, like the prince of the air. Who is the prince of the air, right? Now, many traditions will give you some information on that, right? Um, but a lot of times our wish is being fulfilled now becomes the the um the dictum for who we're going to serve and sometimes our wishes are so low level that we're just selling ourselves short you know again going back to what i spoke about yesterday peace baba hassan peace 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 um going back to that idea yesterday of cashing your check you know cutting the check and cashing the check sometimes we just cut it but we don't cash it you know so we end up enslaving ourselves we end up just selling ourselves out and selling ourselves short because something has fulfilled our wish. And we're not realizing sometimes that um, you have peace, Baba Utu. You know, we sometimes we forget sometimes that there are a million and one devices listening to your wishes. You know, listening to what it is that you're hankering for, for what you're pining for. And, you know, are more than ready to present them to you. And that's sometimes where we get trapped, right? We get trapped in that level of communication. You know, and one of the things I just wanted to kind of share briefly to keep in mind with is what you, just the same way you may put a, a wish or, or a desire out into the atmosphere, consider the atmosphere around yourself. Consider the atmosphere around your body. If you can envision yourself as a universe unto yourself, which you are a universe unto yourself. Now, of course, you know, you can, you can prove it. There's not a whole lot of um, scientific proof that you are your own universe. So I'm using that word universe metaphorically, you know, um, because for me and probably for most of us on this line, the concept of the universe is a metaphor anyway because most of us have not traveled it. And the information that we receive about it is is third party from people who don't have the same um, faith and knowledge structure and cultural structure that we do, right? And that's kind of what I'm talking about. You know, um, if you can, again, center yourself and see that, you know, there's an atmosphere that exists around you, you have your own orbit, you have your own atmosphere, there are things that you may allow to come into that space and things that you may block and negate from coming into your um, your atmosphere, right? So, for instance, uh, sometimes we tend to listen to things and not realize that just in the very listening to them that we begin to kind of intake a certain amount of poison or a certain amount of toxin, even though what we're listening to seems to be innocent you know it, it seems it may even be right information but it may not be good knowledge you know if you think about um biblical law you think about adam and eve in the garden of ife or as they said eden later but in the garden of of ife when they bit the the fruit of the at the at is knowledge hidden knowledge right so knowledge is something that you can, the information can be there, the fruit can be there all this time, but you may not choose to ingest it, you know, but there's good fruit and then there's bad fruit, right? Um, so there's, there's good information, bad information, but knowledge is always going to send you on a journey. But nonetheless, sometimes we, we don't know the seed of that knowledge. So without knowing the seed of that knowledge, we don't know what's really going to grow inside of us once we ingest it, you know? 
Um, so if we can again see ourselves as our own universe and really pay homage to the electromagnetic field of force that exists around us, you know, even if you, you think about the heart's um, um, bioelectric charge, it extends outward from the body. There's an electrical field that your, your, your beating heart has that extends outward from the body. Right. So there's so we're not just talking about pseudoscience mumbo jumbo. You know these these things can be quantified and measured and, and observed with certain tools, right? Um, but but the key is what I'm saying is that sometimes what we tend to take in, what we tend to allow within our space, we 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 tend to allow in our cipher, um, is a communication that's filled with a certain belief and you know I don't use belief lightly when it refers to myself I don't really even use it um, but the word belief do, does have a value in a society where so much of what we are given by way of authority becomes our own personal intuition you know um, that's why I said sometimes your intuition could be screwed you thinking well I follow my intuition well, what, what is your intuition based on? Your intuition is based on the things that you do habitually and the authority that exists in you. That becomes your intuition. You know, so if you're a child and people tell you or someone tells you a, a figure of authority, as you may see it, you know, when the, when the light is red, you stop. When it's green, you go. You know, um, drive on the left side, walk on the left side so you don't get in an accident doing those things repetitively and continually now begins to shape an intuition inside of you. Now, one of the things that you may do later when you decide you want to become a, a scientist of life, we'll say, you know, you really want to start to understand life and learn life. One of the things you may do is say, well, you may start to question authority. Why do we drive on the left? You know, why is it go at green? You know, why do we, why are you telling me that I should eat a breakfast? Why should I eat alone? Why do I have to eat three times a day? What, what's so special about the number three? You know, you start to question these things, right? Um, and then you may find that the, the belief system that you may share and that other person are completely different. Like, let's look at the 64 ounces of water a day theorem. And I know you might be like, you the last one to talk about drinking some water because we, we know you're Stila. Right, yeah, I know, I don't drink water. Okay. Um, but again, I don't dehydrate myself, so I really don't need water. Now, if I was to go by the North American food chart, I would have to drink a gallon of water a day because I'm eating all that meat and bread and all that dry stuff and cheese and all of these different things that my body has to fight to get, to, to get rid of and, and to rehydrate the minute I eat, I eat it. If I'm eating foods that are, that are rich in water, then... I'm getting my water, right? So that's just an example, you know, of, of what I'm saying in terms of um, sometimes we form certain intuitive habits and they're based off of a belief structure that really doesn't have anything to do with us from a um, bioecological um, perspective, right? It has nothing to do with our, our biology, what we are. It has nothing to do with the ecological environments that we find ourselves in but they just become tenacious habits you know they become and in that tenacious those tenacious habits become a part of our intuition and then we think we're moving with our own volition and we're just moving you know based on someone's authority that they have implanted in, in us peace Baba Vadina, to normalize us right you know peace Sanaba free om I'm just assuming that's how you pronounce your name but um so you know it's important when you're taking things in now how do we usually take these things in that I'm referring to usually honestly the number one way that we take in these maybe maligned theorem from peace, Baba Verman, um, Iron Man. <laughs> Usually the way we take in 
Peace Sherelle. Oh, you caught us live. Look at that. Normally you gotta come on the on the back end. But um the number one way we, we take in this level of malignment is through media. That's the number one way that that we get it. You know, that we get a sense of um authority. Yeah, you were here yesterday, but I started late yesterday, so that that one don't count. <laughs> um yeah, but the number one way is, is through medium. I mean through through media. You know, because again, you gotta think about who and what runs communications, right? You know, the things that are communicated to us through the air, which are, are what? You know, our podcasts, our our um I don't wanna use any brand, you know, name, but our, our um I don't know what they what you would call um Inflix and let's say Bulu you know, and CB, you know, and, um, TubeView, right? I don't, I don't know, online media broadcasting platforms or whatever, right? But, um, because I, I can't say TV, I wouldn't say, oh, we get our stuff from TV, because nobody really watches TV anymore. Um, or listening to the radio, who really listens to the radio at this point, you know? Um, so streaming platforms, okay. Thank you, Kashia, forever the scholar. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so, yeah, you get it from these different streaming platforms, and there's a communication that's sent to you. And sometimes we don't do this simple thing because we see things. Like, I know there's this new thing coming out, um, Disney, Black is King. You know, that Beyonce is, is behind and it, it looks so wonderful, right? But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. If, if, you, if you got half a brain in your head, you know what I mean. You know. Um, now, why? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Now, this goes back to what I spoke to you about that time with discernment. Be quiet and let people speak. People will reveal their agenda to you if you're just quiet. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Right? So I was actually gonna do something today, but it, it's I'll do it tomorrow because it's it's gonna it's gonna take too long. But I was gonna share with you what my vital tenets are. Because as I'm speaking, if you don't know what I quote unquote believe in or what I have faith in then you really don't know what I'm implanting in you when you're listening to me. So now let's go back to the streaming platforms, media, um, film companies. Who are the people behind these, these projects? What do they believe in? Right? So what does Disney believe in? What was Disney founded on? Now, some of you, if, if you study at all, that's a, that ain't, that ain't a hard one to, to, you know, that ain't a hard one to find, but let's just say, um, my youth have not been to Disney World and will not be going to goddamn Disney World, you know. Um, so when you're looking at different opportunities that people use to express things to your, into your aura, the first thing you want to look at is to see the belief that generates whatever's being said, even if you see it as good information. What is to see? Peace, Joyce Isley, you know. Um, what is the, the seed that they come from, right? So it's that kernel or that nucleic belief that now, that now saturates that, that creates the spirit of the actual knowledge. So just like when you had in, in the Garden of Ife, Garden of Eden, you had the odd or the hidden, right? So this knowledge that I'm giving you outright in this garden here, do this, do that, don't do that, don't do that. But then there's hidden knowledge. So this, so these are two different pieces of fruit planted, you know, with two different seeds. They're both knowledge, but each one will take you on a different journey, right? So when we look at what comes into our cipher, when we look at what comes into our personal universe, we have to start looking at Who's sending it? Who shot that arrow, that arrow first, right? Um, for instance, when we look at um, all of these different um, uh, um, I guess we'll say comic 
live action comic films that they that they like to put out, you know, that the Marvel Universe has, that the DC Universe has. Um, and then we see there's a proliferation of it. You know, like, man, they're just hitting us back to back, back to back. And we might say, okay, they're hitting us back to back with these films because they sell. Could say that. I mean, other stuff sells too. Or are you hitting us back to back with it because you're trying to resurrect your culture? There's a certain philosophy that you're seeking to resurrect. Now, how would that be? Well, because these archetypes that you see in these films, you know, from your Captain Americas to your Supermans to your Aquamans to your Wonder Womans, um, and some of them are more blatant than others, like Wonder Woman. You know, your Wonder Woman, your your Ant Man, Black Mantis. That was a ooh, that was a big, that was a real slick one when they did Aquaman and put Black Mantis. Ooh, that was a slick one. You know, that was that was all to disengage the energy that you all started to create around Black Panther. That was that was so slick because you would think DC and DC and Marvel, they um they ain't got nothing to do with each other, right? And then you start to realize, okay, they put out Black Panther and this is this this show of honor. You know, um, with with T'Challa and his and his father and so forth, and and then they come right behind it, right behind it, with this garbage movie of Aquaman. But um, they have Black Mantis, and Black Mantis. Even in, if you you say them quickly, if you were a rapper, you could almost put the two words together and make them rhyme. Panther Mantis. You could almost make them rhyme together. Black Panther, Black Mantis. And if you look at the at the storyline of Black Panther, look at the storyline of Black Mantis, you know, you see now we see that the the, the um, antithesis of Black Panther and Black Black Mantis. Real slick with how they did that one right there. Real slick. Um, but then you have to say, well, this is DC and this is Marvel. Nah, that not they don't have an a, agenda together. You sure? Because who are the people that own these studios what do they believe in do they believe peace by say do they believe in the same thing i can tell you they do you know they have they have the same cultural imperative right so um when you're looking at all of these like i said just just using that i mean there's many examples but if you just wanted to use that as an example you know all of the different the proliferation of um all of these different superhero films and stuff like that what peace, peace, Mama Marva. What you're seeing is the attempted resurrection of the, the the Greek gods, the Greek and Roman gods. That's that's what it is. So you might look at Greek and Roman gods, and you might look at that as a thing of the past, and not really. <laughs> I'm just laughing. You know, sometimes I know I shouldn't laugh at these things, but it's the slickery that sometimes it's just like all you could do is laugh you start to realize that, okay, whoa, like, these same archetypes, Quicksilver, you know, or Flash, because they all, you know, they all have their, their complement, just like you have Galactus and you have Thanos. Now, just before y'all go, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, cartoon comic person. Um, I have never owned even a comic book. I didn't, I'm lying, I did have a set of comics that I still own to this day called um, um, uh, Black Legacy. That's the only comic books I ever had. I had three of them, and they were actually little history comic books that they came out. Um, a brother produced in the, um, I want to say the early 70s, maybe late 60s. And um, there were different stories in them, like uh, Matthew Henson, you know, in, in his, his, his trek as an explorer, uh, the Amistad uh, Rebellion. What's the third one I have? Harriet Tubman. Okay. So that's the only comic books I've ever owned in my entire life. So just before I, before you, you know, start like, yeah, and an episode issued it. Uh, I ain't there. I think I, I don't even think I've ever read a comic book from cover to cover a day in my life. I never got it. Even as a child, I didn't, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand it. I just felt like, why read that when you can read a book? If you, the book is bigger, you know, it's more bang for the buck. That, that's, I don't know. But um, I just didn't get the comic. I, that one skipped over me. Comics and video games, I never was, I, I didn't have, you know, um, I wasn't into any of that. 
But um, so just yes, yeah, so I'm not I'm not that versed, but I can see what I can see. It, it's for those of you who study, it's it, you look at it, it's very obvious. You know, um, this is the resurrection of their deity. So, of course, there's going to be certain things that accompany the resurrecting of certain culture. You know, now certain other things now become more peace. The I mean, I say your name, strong mind, strong body. Fitness. I try to say y'all, y'all um, handles because I know some of you are um, promoting your brand and your inside of your handle. So peace to you. Um, strong mind, strong body, fitness. All right. Um, yeah. So that's how you begin to normalize and soften a person towards certain ideas. Because you plant the seed of your belief inside of whatever it is that you're doing, get them to consume that. And then inside of that seed, there's already a genetic imprint of what your actual agenda is. You know, so when you're watching things like, you know, whether it be Superman or Batman or, or Wonder Woman, and like I said, Wonder Woman is more blatant because they're just saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm Diana. I'm, you know, well, they mixing up. They obviously they mixed up certain things because. She's the Amazonian, but then, you know, they, you have all this, these Grecian archetypes in it at the same time. Um, and it's all BS at the end of the day. And that was like the worst film out of all of them. That was so, I fell asleep on it three times. And I, and I, after that, I was like, I, this, I, I tried. <laughs> I tried. You know, this movie sucks. You know, but um, the thing is, the projection of those beliefs through communication is how you get softened up for the next phase of what happens. You know, so that's why you have to safeguard um, what you allow to be communicated to you, especially in this time, because you got to always look at who's communicating it and what do they believe in? What are they about? Um, for instance, if you go to the Anu Life Global website, it, it, there's an about us section, right? So no matter what I'm talking about or what I'm saying, you can hold it against what the about us is because that tells you what my agenda is, right? So it gives you a context for everything that I'm saying. Um, if you read the uh, Anu way, right? In the Anu way, right in the beginning, there's a vision statement. And I was going to read it. I'm not because I don't want the time to go over too much, but I'll do it tomorrow. And in that vision statement, I tell you just just this is this is the vision. This is what I'm. This is what I'm here for. This is what I'm about. Right. So again, anything that I that I disseminate to you by way of information, now it's going to be reflective, or it's going to be, um, it's going to be purposed towards that actual vision. So what is the vision of MGM? What is the vision of Warner Brothers? You know, um, what is the vision of, of of Disney? What is the vision and the beliefs? of these different companies. Because one of the things that you're going to find, and I'm going to say this you know, very carefully, but when you start to look at the owners of all of these different media companies, and not just them, but even of these of different music, people in the industry, different music labels and music imprints, when you keep tracing, you're going to find something very interesting in that they're all a part of the same ethnic group. They're all a part of the same religion. So that right there tells you something. All the same ethnic group, all the same religion. And I'm not going to say what it is. It's very easy, but you know, you say certain things on these free platforms. And I, I, I again, I respect it, Joe, because I, all of the videos that I have up here, they're um, archiving them for me for free, quote unquote free. You know, um, so who am I to, you know, buck against that, you know? But, uh, you can do your own research, but I don't think you... <laughs> I think for most of it, you don't even have to research. I think you know what people are at, are, are at the back of all these, right? So, what is the belief of those people? What is their intention towards you? What is their intention towards the larger population? Well, that's going to saturate whatever they present to you, right? So... A part of commanding your day is safeguarding your day and safeguarding your, your visions, safeguarding your quote-unquote um, dreams. For those of you who are still dreaming, um, 
that's a part of it. You know, you have to get to a point where you um, recognize when something is coming into your auric field that's looking to dismantle. Like when you have, when you're moving like Black Panther, but then you have a Black Mantis compass uh, concept trying to come into into your space and dismantle who and what you are, you see. So um, commanding your day is pushing things out and pushing things to the side that are filled with the genetic seed or the nucleic seed of belief that have nothing to do with you, you know, and that have nothing to do with where you're going. And being aware of who you're allowing to communicate with you and what their actual structural structure of belief and format is. That's a key piece. That's a key piece because sometimes people can say things to you, you, you know, um, peace, Alex Lagant, Alex Lagant. Um, you may have a, a situation or, or you may be in an environment where someone is using, I was, I was somewhere yesterday and I was having a philosophical conversation with someone, uh, uh, an older, um, individual. And, um, I could even say older, um, Caucasian individual. I don't think it made that much difference that he was Caucasian, but I'm just going to throw that in there for proper, um, perspective. And um, we were having a philosophical conversation. And, um, you know, he's, he kept saying, well, we, like we were talking about gender relations and, and religion and things like that. And he was like, well, you know, he's, he's, he's considerably older than me too, by the way. So he was talking about, well, we, we've come this far and we've discovered this. And there was a time that, we had we held these ideas about women and we held these ideas about men and now we're understanding that we were we were wrong about those things and one of the things that he brought up was voting you know we were talking about that and he was like yeah there was a time when it was it seemed utterly ridiculous that a woman would be allowed to vote and this and that. you know so we're going through it and you know peace James Garabaki um you know, one of the things that I had I had expressed to him, I was like, you know, well, um, when you're when you're researching philosophy and belief, and you're looking to explore wisdom, one of the first things that's important is to understand the cultural concept of, you know, of of what it is that you're exploring, because, like I said, so much of our intuition is based upon our authority, and depending on your history with authority. Um, one of your first steps may be to question the actual authority. So when I'm told if I don't work, I don't eat or, you know, um, my people are lazy. So I got, I got to work twice as hard or, or that the game is the chips are stacked against me. Got to work twice as hard. And I'm getting that from authority figures. And I begin to come into a, a, a real awareness of, of what I am and how, and I begin to have a Kuji Chagalia experience where I become more self-defining and self-determined, I have to now question that authority, right? But if the authority that I came up under was never maligned against my rise and my progression, then I wouldn't question authority as much as I may question my own tenacity. And my tenacity, again, would be my habits, my habdashery, you know, the things that I wear, but what cloaks my mental sphere? What am I, what am I dressing my mind with, Right. Because the authority wouldn't be in question. So I, I brought that up to him. You know, we were talking and I said, yeah, you know, the thing is, is that my ethnic group has a certain relationship with authority in, in this country that I think is a bit different than your ethnic group. So when we speak of, when we use the term we and what we are discovering and what we have done wrong in the past, I said, I don't think you can necessarily universalize it, you know, um, and again, speaking from a philosophical point of view, you know, um, you know, he, he, he agreed. And, you know, I said, because even if you look at the, the, the idea of philosophy, you know, you, he's coming from a Socratic perspective. And I said, that's cool. But, you know, you're talking about um, fifth, fifth and sixth BC, you know, um, it's pretty recent you know, their discovery or even their their admission of what we consider to be Western philosophy. Yeah, now, 
we know they were thieves, but you know, sometimes when you're talking to certain people, you don't show all your cards. You know what I mean? They're not, and plus they're not gonna understand. You got a different deck. You know what I mean? They 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 playing with a fifty-two deck, and I'm I'm playing with a, with a Voodoo Tarot card deck. Like you're not gonna understand my cards and put them on the table anyway. So let me play along. You know, and it was and it was a good conversation. I like I like talking to um older people of of any ethnic group. You know, especially older. Um, well, even if they're not educated, I don't really care about that. I just like talking to older people. But this this individual has degrees up, up you know, degrees up the wazoo. You know, so he's a he's smart guy, according to that standard. You know, so like one of the things I shared with him was that you know, you look at even just Chinese philosophy, you're dating back like twelve thousand BC. And then let's, which we really can't even really, it's been difficult to find a date on that one. So when you're now, peace, brother Chris, peace, Ia Aldebray. Um, so now, so when you're talking about Western philosophy and Western thought, even though we know they stole it, it's still a pretty new invention, right? So when we're using terms like we and like you were saying, well, you know, now we have a different perspective on, on gender relations and what gender really means. And I'm like, you know, nah. And you know, one of the things that was like really pointed out was that um, we we had very rigid ideas about what gender is. And I said to him, I still have very rigid ideas about what gender is. You know, I'm not dislodging my understanding my, or my perspective of of gender because someone has imposed a campaign of complaining and whining on me in order to get me to return to their historical roots. And if I can sit back and see the full scheme and play from, again, the DC universe, the Marvel universe, from to the food, to the fashion, I mean, we just go, we can go right through it. And then I say, okay, you, you're trying to take me back to ancient Greece. Okay, that makes sense. Why, why not? You know, why not take me back to ancient Greece? if you had the potential because we look at a again on my Black Panther and you know we see some of the ancient values of the continent there and say, oh, man, that would be wonderful to have, you know? Um but again it's it's who you allow to saturate your aura with their beliefs. So even though he and I were speaking and he was excited because we could have this conversation, you know, I had to back him up on that we we stuff for a second. I don't know you talking French, but there ain't no we, you know, because I don't I don't hold degrees in any in any high esteem like you do. That's your mother. That's your mother, people. You see, peace, shadow, book. That's your mother. That's 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 your mother culture. That's not my mother culture, right? So that's just a that's just a small example of something that happened yesterday. And that tends, I, I tend to go through that a lot because I, I um, when I'm talking to people, I tend to be the one not talking as much. I, I, I really like listening. I enjoy listening. I enjoy listening more than talking. I like, I think listening is, is, is cool. You know, so sometimes because I, I tend to listen more, um, people assume acquiescence because there's a lack of, of, of argument. You know, now, if you're looking to have an, an exchange and a responsible exchange, I will say, well, this is where I'm at with it. If you just want to talk, then you know, you got to read the person. If you just want to talk, then I'm, I'm cool with listening, even if you, everything you're saying is wrong. I'm cool with listening. But once you say we, hold on, back up, back up, cowboy. Uh-uh, Jack. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, Socrates was a poor man he didn't charge for for any philosophy lessons um his people killed him like let's 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 keep it real like his people made him drink hemlock and killed him because he was instituting new gods and um they said he was corrupting the minds of the young of the young men of athens but um the women loved socrates because of his wisdom even though it was said that he was very physically unattractive and the men love Socrates because of his wisdom, even though he was unattractive. So, there ain't no we there, Jack. Like I'm, I, 
you know, um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, let me just leave it right there. Um, so their sense of reward is much different than my sense of reward, right? Um, you know, so that's something I just wanted to share today, you know, in our commanding our season. It's commanding our day, but this is something that will help you with your season. Start to really take a, a strong look at the belief system that sits beyond, behind um, those who are communicating certain authority and habits and tenacity to you, you know, um, so even like, you know, talking to an individual like that, which it was, a, it was, we weren't arguing, but it was a great conversation, you know, um, but I'm never afraid. I'm, I'm never afraid or ashamed to say that, um, I'm an original man and my culture dictates something different. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have, I don't care what kind of environment I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I have no, I never have an issue saying, no, nah, that's y'all stuff. I may not say it that way. <laughs> that's y'all stuff. Y'all, that's cool. Y'all do that. I don't, I don't do that. That's not my culture. My culture is not based around that. And not, not only is my root culture not based around that, but my divine culture isn't based around that. And sometimes the stuff y'all talking about will take me further away from the divine. You see, even the resurrection of your Grecian heroes, Peace, Anna Marie. The resurrection of your Grecian heroes takes me away from my divine archetype. You know, I'm not interested in, in worshiping Aquaman. I'm not interested in, in worshiping Batman or worshiping Superman. I don't care if you if you named him Kael. I don't care. And his father is is Jarrell or Jael. I don't care. I know what you did. I, 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 I caught it. But I'm still not going to worship that. I don't care if you made Superman's hand, uh, uh, hair black which is now supposed to be the symbolization of, of a black person. I don't care. You know, I don't care if you put the Kundalini. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not worshiping that. You know, I don't care how much you dress it up to make it look like my creator. You're not going to catch me with that because I know the belief that sits beyond behind your strategy. Even if I watch a movie like Black Panther, well, who put that out? What do they believe in? Oh, that's oh, that makes sense. That's for all the women involved in there and fighting. Yeah, that's why they said that in the comics, the next Black Panther is the little sister, the, little, the skinny little sister. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because I, I understand what y'all believe in. I, I I get the agenda. I see what you're working. You know, you're the king. You got all the baddest women in the world, and, and you nervous about Lupita. Yeah, I get it. And she doesn't want to settle down. She doesn't want to settle down. I get it. I, I, I get what you're doing there. Right? You know, because I understand your belief structure that exists behind whatever it is that you project. So, you know, that's just something I want to share with you all. And uh, thank you, Baba Mari, for let, for telling me to get the likes up. I do appreciate that. There's definitely 14 likes with 60 people in the room is a blessing. So I'm, I'm very thankful for all the blessings and I know how expensive it can be to hit the like button and I know um, how hard it can be to put, oh, 15. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, 17. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> Some of y'all are working the muscles. Y'all must be working out right now. That's what it is. You're punching 22. You're punching the like button. Very interested. Because, I mean, Brother Utu, he got in the chat early. I saw it. And he said, yeah, man, get them likes up, people. Y'all ignore him. <laughs> I know what y'all believe in. That's how I know how to deal with you. Yeah, he did, right? Because you saw when he said it. Now we got 36. We went from, from 14 likes to 36 in like 20 seconds. That's that's deep. Peace, Nikki. You know, you, you're getting your darnest stuff. That's cool. You know what I mean? That's cool. Um... Yeah, y'all walk in. Look at y'all. Y'all ain't shite. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can't get y'all to do nothing. That's why I don't even ask. I don't even... Whatever. You know, I ain't gonna... I don't even do it anymore. I know how y'all are. You know. No, Chief, just get, get... Get... You, Chief, you just keep talking. You keep pouring into me. I paid good money for this live. But anyway, so yeah, so I just wanted to share that, you know, just be in tune with the beliefs behind those who you decide to ingest the fruit of. And you may find that, man, I don't even want it. No, thank you. 
I don't even want that fruit. You know, um, I'm not going to go watch that movie. I'm not going to go listen to that song. You know, yeah, I may love, um, i give you a great example before I go. You know, um, one of the, the music art forms that we celebrate so much and I, I have made money from and enjoy it is hip-hop. And, and I, I, I love hip-hop, you know what I mean? I'm, I mean, you know, it, it's also the era I come from and, and the area that I was, I was dropped off at um, was very instrumental and the creating of what we call the golden era of hip-hop. So there's a certain pride there, of course. But, you know, um, hip-hop is nothing but a pride music. It was based around pride, you know, and that's part of the problem. <laughs> M.O.P., huh? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting you bring up M.O.P. Because of this, the, the story that I shared the other day about the PLC Platinum Party. That's, a, that's maybe a more private conversation. But, uh, <laughs> mash out posse, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, but you think about what is hip-hop? You know, where did it start? Just ego. Just a bunch of bragging. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that most people wouldn't want to hear this. But this is when, again, you, you got to look at the belief structure behind the creative and beautiful things that you may be able to do. You have an art form that that really is just devil-fueled. Where did it start? Well, I'm this. Well, I'm the hip, did the hip. And he's going old school. I'm the hip, did the hip. I'm the hip, did the hip. And I'm the hip, did the hip. I'm about to did the hip, did the hip. And I can do the hip, did the I got that. I, 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 I. Just sitting there bragging. Right? And then you start to look at it and you say, well, whether it be the biggest records that came, whatever, who was behind them? Okay, well, you know, let's look at Run DMC Rockbox. You know what I mean? Like, they, that was like really the first, like, hip hop, like, album, like, full, you know what I mean? So, hey, Roland Barkley, all the way from, from across the sea. <laughs> And Tanika, you know, you got yourself up. Rika shot. Why are you guys coming here so late? I'm getting ready to get off. 4747. Maybe you need to play that number. That's when a lot of you just popped up. Um, but you start to look at it and you see that, well, who was behind some of the biggest, you know, art or some of the, the biggest songs and things like that? Okay, so what was their belief structure? You know, whether we're looking at Rick Rubin or, or Clive Davis or, you know, Jimmy Iovine, you know, and um, all these different individuals who were behind some of the, the largest projects, um, what did they believe in? You know, belief is an amazing saturator. You know, that's why when you look at the never-ending story, yeah, it came from Brazil to Portugal yesterday. Yeah, I know. You're <laughs> I know. You're always moving, 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 you know, always somewhere either exotic or very cold. Yeah, that's rolling. But um, you begin to see, you know, like when we looked at the, the never-ending story, the power of belief and how it can create a whole reality, but it can also distort an entire reality. So you can have a, a beautiful art form that now it be, gets charged by the will of someone else's belief and then becomes something completely different. So the same thing with you, you can be doing a certain movement or a certain habit, right? And that habit can be fueled by a divine authority, a divine author, or it can be fueled by uh, um, a lower lower order earthly author. Because you remember, and when I say author, I'm saying authority, author slash authority. It's the same thing. Author, authority, pater, father, it's the same thing. So who's your father, Right. So when, when we come into the world and we're younger and we really have not come into our own age of reason, in many instances, our authority is just social authority. You know, we have to wear clothes and we have to wear a belt and we have to tie our shoes and we have to not put, put our elbows on the table and we use this knife, we use that fork. And we do those things not because, you know, our inner intuition tells us it's the right thing to do but because our, our authority tells us it's the right thing to do. And then as a result, it, it becomes such a tenacious routine that it becomes our habits. 
you know, and then from the, from the, the combination of those two, we now develop a personal intuition for ourselves. And then, like I said, willfully, and some people never get to that point, but willfully at some point we get to the point where we now start to scientifically look at, well, why am I doing this and how can I present my findings in a way where they can be recreated? That's sometimes a danger feel mystical because you, you, you need to have a combination of the mystical and the logical in order to recreate your findings. You know, a, a good thing for a lot of uh, you to do, now some of you may already do it, I, I, I tend to read a lot of like uh, different journals, like medical journals and, and things like that, psychological journals. Um, and one of the reasons is honestly to, to keep my, my sword sharp. Because when you're reading those type of journals, they use a style of writing that's called um, the scientific style. You know, um, and essentially when you're writing for the sciences, you're, you're removing yourself out of the story, right? So you want to write as objectively as possible. You have to cite all of your claims and things like that. So um, your tone and your flavor of writing should not be present at all, you know. Um, and that's good for me because um, as a researcher, I don't really have anyone checking me. It's not like I work for a university or anything like that. So if I present an idea to you, I can put my, my total spin on it and no one's going to say, that's just what you feel or whatever, you know. I mean, people may say that, but I could probably still back them down, you know, like intellectually, because I would have already, even though I would have studied whatever it is that I'm talking about, but my first presentation should be scientific, right? To allow you to recreate what it is that I'm saying. So even if I'm saying something from a spiritual perspective, I should be able to present spirituality to you in a way that's reproducible. So this is this is the experiment that was done, or this is the ritual that was done. This is how it was done. This is these are the results, whether they were positive or or, or or successful or unsuccessful. This is what was done. These were the tools that were used. This is the setting that it was done in. This is the reason why it was done. You know, all of these different greetings, Miss Cindy Jones. Um, that those are those are all the things that you kind of want to cite when you're presenting information. And in doing that, um, you begin to slowly remove the color and the tone of maybe your own personal belief. Now, when you become really good at that, when you become really good at it, you learn how to present something in a scientific fashion, but still saturate it with your own belief. That's when it gets scary. Because you'll be thinking you're reading something or watching a documentary and it's supposed to be objective, but you know, um, the findings and the facts have been geared towards, you know, a particular conclusion that you're going to make inside of your own psyche, even though um, that writing style is not supposed to lead to any conclusion. It's only supposed to show findings, right? Or that documentary or film style, whatever it is, right? So again, these are examples of, you know, how sometimes the saturation of, of our own belief can now steer things into a direction that may not necessarily look. I'm almost at an hour, and I, I told to myself today it'd be 15 minutes. That's what happens when you're doing lives online. You don't get a lot of feedback. I was telling this to somebody yesterday. You don't get a lot of feedback. Like it's not like when you're talking live and, and there's an audience and you're looking around and people are like, mm. when you're talking live, you're not sure if people are getting it or not. So you tend to talk a little bit more to make sure that it soaks in and that little bit more sometimes takes 15 minutes to an hour. That's why I didn't go outside. I said, no, I'm going to sit right here in this little corner. I'm going to do it like this. 15 minutes and then an hour. 54 minutes now. All right. But anyway, so that's all I wanted to give you. You know, just we'll, we'll, I'm going to dig into it some more because I need to dig it in, into it some more. Um, but when you're commanding your day, you, you got it's not only just what you're telling yourself, but it's what it, but it's also what you're not allowed to come in and tell yourself. So you know, I'm really going to get into this because it's been on my heart really heavy um, as far as like the music that we 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 allow into our psyche the media that we allow into our psyche, the people who we allow into our psyche, and 
sometimes how we are just so but I like I like the beat. I like the melody or it was a funny movie. And um that causes us to really stumble because, you know, we're cheering on and we're consuming our own death. You know? Um, and not the good death, but the demising death. Peace hoodoo occultism. Alright, so I'm gonna head out because this is longer tomorrow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll, I'll go for a half an hour tomorrow. I'm gonna keep going until I can get it down to 15 minutes. And really, 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 I would like to get it down to five. And I could. If it was live, I can I can say what I need to say in five minutes. But like I said, the feedback, I don't know if you're getting it or not. <laughs> you know, because sometimes your comments are not um, directed towards what I'm actually saying. Like Nikki over there calling me thickums yesterday. Or the other day, the day before yesterday. Yeah, I didn't forget, Nikki. Mm-hmm, I got something for you. You know. Um, next time you ask, next time, you're going to want to ask a question at some point. I know you've been following for a while. You never ask me anything. One day you're going to want to ask me something. And I'm going to remember. I'm going to say, no, remember you called me thickums? <laughs> but anyway. All right. So I'm, I'm going to head out, everyone. I've got a lot of work to do today. To, to, a lot of work to do today. But, um, and I haven't uh, taken it down from last night. So I probably should uh, splash a little libations on the old carcass. All right. But anyway, everyone, um, be well today. Be safe and um, pay attention to what you're bringing into your aura. Please pay attention to what you're bringing into your aura. You know, um, yeah, well, I'm going to get into the. I see that, brother. Uchu. I'm going to get more into into what we call the scientific method. I'm going to get more into that because uh, 57 minutes. I might as well just, all right. Because the reason why I see a lot of celebrities a lot of times. They have these different campaigns. I, for the first time, I saw that little girl, uh, Gre- Greta Thunberg. I think her name is Greta Thunberg. I, I, I guess she, she looks like a little girl. I don't know if she, I mean, she's younger than me, so I think she's younger than me. But she look, you know, the one who talks about climate change and things like that. She's such a little actress. I'm, look, I'm like, this is what everybody's chipping on? I can't see she's sitting here performing. But, you know, I just saw her for the first time, like, maybe two days ago. I, I actually watched a little speech of hers. I could barely get through it. I was like, man, if I want to get hustled, like, I mean, I don't want to get hustled, you know, but you can't see what this is. She's pretending to cry, you know. And you lead us, the world, you have left us. I'm like, bro, this is not real. She's acting, you know. Um, what is, what is her core belief that sits underneath what she's saying, you know? Um, so it's important to understand when you're, the, the tone of the scientific method versus, um, the, the tone and genre of someone who's just trying to push a certain agenda, because it can be confusing when we live in an age where celebrities are now pseudoscientists, you know, um, celebrities are now psychologists. And, you know, like I said, um, there are certain traits and, and ideas that we're taking on. Um, from an old and cultural belief that lies in antiquity that may not have anything to do with your personal culture, but um, when that word "we" is used and it's a homogeny that's pushed, um, it can get you into a into a tight jam, you know. So, like the whole well, we have different theories about gender now. No, you have different theories about gender. We we never shared the same theories as it pertained to gender you know, or as it pertained to sexual relationships and things like that, which is why, you know, um, the sexual and reproductive health of my natural counterpart has always been at risk since I've been in, um, with the we, with, you know, in, in this country, you know, my sexual complement and counterpart, she will go and contract a disease because she wants to have sex with someone because she's hungry and she realizes she can use her sex because she lacks education and economic opportunities based on her socio-ecological environment so as a result she may be at higher higher risk for um catching a, a, a transmittable disease but that's based on socio-ecological factors that you you don't have so 
our we is different. Oh, there's my reminders. There's my reminder. I know. Okay, 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 okay. I got you. All right. I got. Oh, there's another one. Okay. Hey, I gotta go write a book. <laughs> I'm I'm working on a couple of books right now, and my my book writing reminder just came up, and I'm and I'm so far behind on this particular book. So, um, all right. Let me get out of here. All right, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow. Everyone, be well. Be safe. Peace. 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 Peace.